0: Reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your SteelerNation.com podcast, sponsored by Stony Brewing. The official end-of-season beer for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pure, honest beer. I'm your host, G. Stryker, and the Steelers ended their season the same way they started it, with an embarrassing loss. Opening the season with New England, you know, everybody's excited, defense is looking good, Big Ben, hey, we're going to be different this year, got our butts kicked in the first game of the season, only to bookend that with an ass-kicking in Baltimore by their second-string team against the Steelers, essentially, second-string offense. Um, Unfortunately, Duck just regressed to the point where he could not even move the football up and down the field. I had no—I was sitting in the stands. I actually went to the game. I wasn't expecting to go to the game, but uh, my mother is a Raven season ticket holder since I sold her my tickets. I had those tickets initially because I couldn't get Steelers season tickets, But once I got my Steelers season tickets, I didn't need the Ravens ones anymore. Gave them to my mom. Her boyfriend couldn't go. He was sick, so got to help her out. Went to the game with her. She had a great time. I did not, and mostly because the offense was more inept than any offense I've seen since the 80s. Um, Duck just does not have the ability to move the football down the field. They are not putting plays in to be successful. They did a couple plays that were successful. The release pass, valve pass to uh, Jalen Samuels that went for 16 yards was a good play. And I'm like, oh, great, they're going to work in the running backs in this game and and get the short passing game going. Nope, they got completely away from it. Uh, they tried to work the uh, intermediate game, couldn't get it going. Um, shovel pass on third and short was a good play call by Fiekner, and that was probably one of his few good play calls of the game. Probably only had three or four of them um, because it, it got at least got somebody in a position to run that inside Uh, reception of that shovel pass because when we tend to run it with other players that are not Juju, they don't do a good job of hiding behind the line of scrimmage and they don't fool the defense at all but Juju executed that one perfectly Steelers got a first down, extended that drive Um, but that was it I mean, one time in the end zone that's it and Another tough loss. Another. I mean, it was even worse watching it in, in Baltimore because, man, they were crowing. They loved uh, being able to whoop up on the Steelers in a game that meant nothing. And now we know what Cleveland Browns feel like. Cleveland Browns fans. Even though they just jettisoned their coach yet again this year, Freddie Kittens, is now a free agent coach, if anybody wants him. Redskins, give him a call. But... Steelers got to whoop up on the Browns twice at the end of a season both times with their JV squad both times winning Steelers got to crow now we know what it feels like now we know what it feels like to be a Browns fan so in that instance um yeah the game as a whole I mean obviously they were trying to run the ball more which was great Snell had a good game he he got 91 yards rushing um so it's Fairly successful as far as the Steelers go this season because uh, it's, it's rare to have a 100-yard rusher on this roster. I remember Connor did it once this season, and that's about all I can remember. Um, so the running game was not as good. He did it on 18 carries. He had a great average, 5.1 yards per carry. Should have been pushing the running game a lot more because Duck Hodges has shown one thing. He cannot make it through a game without turning the ball over, whether it's an interception or... Or whether it's a fumble. And it happened again in the, in the Ravens game. And that was the reason why the game turned was his fumble. When they were got pushed back after a penalty, they brought the house the next play. Boom, balls on the ground. And that was pretty much it. Steelers really never got back in that game. Never had a chance of getting back in that game. And then it just became a laugher once the Steelers couldn't even field punts. Couldn't field a kick return. And it was just over. It was over. (laughs) I mean, personally, I would have been happy if they made the playoffs. Obviously, in the last three weeks, they weren't playing well enough to make it to the playoffs, though their defense is an elite defense. Um, Defense performance is going to be that much better when the offense can hold the ball for a part of the game, at least half of the game. You're going to have the defense really perform well. Um, Extending drives... Having more than one touchdown in three weeks would help, Um, but that is the way it's been going this season. So don't forget about the defense, though, guys. The defense has done an excellent job this season. Personally, I think T.J. Watt is Defensive Player of the Year uh, candidate, great candidate in my opinion, Uh, had another forced fumble in the game, which was not a quarterback one. He actually got one off of of a, um, a player in the field. Uh, which shows his versatility. He's not just a a strip sack kind of guy, but, man, another half sack for him, 14 and a half on the season. The guy's just a monster. He had an excellent year. Personally, if he doesn't, you know, I I think he's up there for defensive player in the year. In my opinion, he is. Uh, He was a game changer in every single game. He seemed to have a splash play, putting a ball on the ground with eight forced fumbles, recovered four, two interceptions. I mean, the guy was just all over the place and then 14 and a half sacks. I mean, he's always making a play in each and every game. So don't know how it's going to go voting wise, but I'm voting for Watt. I don't get an actual vote, but in my mind, love to see him get it. If the Steelers don't win anything, they don't win the playoffs. They don't win the last game of the season. At least hope they win defensive player of the year because Watt deserves it? He had a hell of a season, hell of a season. Uh, Bush had a hell of a season too, man. He made it up over a hundred tackles, uh he had 11 tackles in in the game on uh just yesterday against the Ravens so that put him at 109 for the season and that gives him over 100 tackles on the year which is the first time a rookie uh rookie player has ever gotten 100 tackles i believe um he's just been something else and uh you know he started off being a real splash player uh, early in the season and kind of cooled off in the middle of the season, but he was solid. He was always making plays, always making tackles. I'm looking forward to his second year to see how much he's going to improve. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes as well. Um, a couple interesting points on the Steelers this year. Um, Steelers ended the season with 289 points which is dreadful. I think it had to be like the 90s since the last time they had that few points. Um, we've had a a lot of beneficial years in the 2000s, and um, this is a down year. It's a down year offensively. Um, 12.4 points per game over the final eight games is not going to do it. That's why the Steelers started petering out because they, they couldn't score. They couldn't get over 20 points. They didn't score more than 28 on the season. And the defense is doing a great job of holding you low, but, Turnovers, putting them on short fields. You can't stop scoring forever. You can't keep a, a, a team down when you're when you're getting that many turnovers uh, in a game. Congratulations to Deontay Johnson. He had fifty nine receptions, which is the first Steeler rookie to have the outlight, <clears throat> which is the first Steeler rookie to lead that category since like the seventies. So at least the Steelers get out the season injury wise. It was the worst injury season ever. Um, everybody on an injured reserve. It seemed like I mean, Mason Rudolph ending up there, obviously, from the end of the year. Big Ben was the first big one to, to hit there. Ryan Shazier. Obviously, he can't play yet, but Sean Davis and Big Ben were the biggest offensive and defensive ones early in the season. Um, allowed us to trade for Minka Fitzpatrick, which was a, a bonus. And moving forward, we've got Minka, uh, Minka locked up for another two seasons, which is fantastic. Uh, on his rookie contract, um, Xavier Grimble went on injured reserve with with Tewit as well. Ulysses Gilbert, Roosevelt Knicks, Ryan Switzer, and uh, LT Walton. So we had a, a a ton, a ton of injured reserve players this year. um and that's that's bad luck. I mean, also, you got a lot of players getting older. Offensive line is now a year older. Ben's a year older. We got to see how he's gonna recover from his arm. and I am also really concerned about Pouncey. Um, Not a lot of talk about him from watching the injury, from watching the way he tried to walk off the field. I personally think it's an ACL injury. I don't know if it's a partial tear or a complete tear. Um, but we'll have to hear if he gets surgery. And starts recovery on that, but if he does, that's a nine-month injury. He's not going to be ready to go till the end of August. So, you know, which is just there, painting the edge of the regular season. And his snapping was not there at all this year. Um, he was throwing it every which way, but loose, in which he's been automatic for all of his career. This year, I mean, he putting it over people's heads, bouncing it off the ground. It just was completely unpouncy like. And and I don't think you know he he really deserved the accolades for for Pro Bowl but you know I think moving forward hopefully he can rebound from this injury to have one last ride last couple seasons here of his contract here with Ben so we'll see how that rides moving forward um you know quickly just going over the the season Steelers started off with that terrible loss like we talked about to New England 33 to 3 where they weren't in it at all Week two, they played Seattle. They had played a good game. It was tight. It came down to that late and late turnover at the end of the game. Seattle got the ball back, scored, and won. Same thing with San Francisco. The Steelers just couldn't control the football at the end of the game. Turned the ball over again. San Francisco scores. Steelers lose that game. And they, they, they were two of the best teams in the league. And that's a, a two-point loss to Seattle, four-point loss to San Francisco, who are now both playing in the playoffs on the NFC side. Steelers rebound though though they lose uh Big Ben for the season in that uh, San Francisco game, um uh, then they get to go and start the Mason Rudolph era against the Bengals, played well, uh and he won that game handily uh twenty seven to three, then they play Baltimore and Rudolph gets hurt in that game, uh Duck nearly cre- uh, completes the comeback but Ravens end up winning in overtime uh 26 to 23. Steelers then have the bye week, come back against the Dolphins with Mason Rudolph coming back from his concussion. They win that game well, 27 to 14, then play a tight one against the Colts, 26 to 24 win, then have a speed bump against the Ram. Oh, no, then they then they beat the Rams 17 to 12, so they're on a roll until they hit Cleveland where Mason Rudolph throws four interceptions and then promptly gets benched um by coach Tomlin uh enter the Duck Hodges portion of the season already having that win in San Diego he gets a win against the Bengals 16 to 10 win against the Browns two weeks after the big fight that's 20 to 13 win then a win on West Coast again and and uh, against the Cardinals 23 to 17. And then starts the downward trend. Uh, Buffalo Bills game, tight game the whole way until the the Bills score late to, to get to take the touchdown advantage and win that game seventeen to ten. Jets game was a bad game all around. <laughs> that was another one where. Um, Because at the Buffalo Bills game, Duck obviously threw four interceptions in that game. He was on a short leash. He threw two in the Jets game. Rudolph comes in and sparks him to a 10-10 tie at half. um, Then promptly gets hurt. Hurts his shoulder. Duck comes back in. The offense goes nowhere. Lose to the Jets 16-10. And then getting massacred the final week of the season, 28-10, by the JV squad of the Baltimore Ravens. To put the exclamation point on one of the toughest seasons to watch as a Steeler fan roller coaster wise but honestly for them to do as good as they did is still kind of crazy uh the defense carried them most of the season uh, any win there's a big defensive stand or big defensive play which is the reason why they won the game um but the entire season other than the first game and the last game Steelers were in every single game they didn't lose by more than a score except for week 1 and week 17 so, you know, a crazy year, tough for injuries, Steelers went through quarterbacks and rotated between Ru- Rudolph and and Hodges, which is not what a whole lot of teams can do to, to be talented and still win games. Steelers won games for a bit, and then it just caught up with them where their offense couldn't move the football anymore when the defenses were getting better. The air gets colder, it's tougher to move the football in cold weather. And they didn't have any answer. So that's how they this the season ends with a whimper instead of a, a triumphant um, appearance in the playoffs. But I can't even really be happy about not making the playoffs because it doesn't affect their draft. Or it doesn't help them draft wise because the first they're now the 20th pick in the draft. And that pick goes to the Miami Dolphins for Minka Fitzpatrick. Personally, I think Steelers still made out on that trade. Minka Fitzpatrick is worth a 20 pick in my in my mind. No two ways about it. Um, so their first pick now is going to be number 52, if my math is correct, unless they move up or unless they trade a player to get a first-round draft pick. They're sitting at 52. So what are your needs? Who do you need? Offensive line's getting old. It's time to start looking for a replacement center, obviously, with Pouncey getting injured here at the end of the year, which may be serious. Um, also with this snapping that just has not been on point at all, you got to start looking at centers. I think that might be a, it's something that the Steelers generally are ahead of most other teams where they try to make sure that they have a good center, um, on their roster at all times, because center is a skill position, touches the ball every play, Really important that they're not putting the ball on the ground because centers that do don't last long and those teams don't win. So center would be my number one need. A lot of people might think, you know, safety to to possibly, you know, help build up that strong safety position with a money backer or a safety. I'm all for it. I'm all for having a a diverse player coming in and big nickel um, that can both play the pass and tackle. Um, you know Steelers are close with a couple of players kind of like that Trey Edmonds is supposed to be that guy but you know maybe they can bring in somebody that's a little beefier better in the run game um, which can still cover but we'll see we'll see what they try to do on that end of it maybe need another backup quarterback because you know I'm not I am not closing the book on Mason Rudolph yet I still think he has the tools to be a good quarterback in this league maybe not a great quarterback maybe not a franchise quarterback but I think he can be a good quarterback in this league he's got a strong arm he can make all the throws he'll have a year under him where he took his lumps because before he took his lumps he was doing great he did phenomenal before his concussion he was otherworldly Uh, at least two touchdowns a game completion percentage near 70 percent uh, that's exactly what he did in college and that's what you want you want an accurate you want to draft accurate quarterbacks because you can't teach accuracy. that's the one thing you cannot teach in the NFL. So Steelers might have to draft another accurate guy to hopefully you know help him out down the stretch and um, so that's somebody else to draft obviously tight end is a glaring need. Uh, both tight ends I think are open. I think Steelers have an option of keeping. Vance McDonald at seven million, but that would be a big cap hit, obviously. Uh, is he worth seven million? Uh, this year maybe not because he was injured so much. Uh production was low. Vanette, you know, he was good for being a a stopgap, but you know, good blocker, real good blocker, but he had zero chance in the in the passing game to show what he could do, uh, with Duck not being able to deliver the football down the field. Um, so that's what you're you're looking at, I mean, we've got some more free agents coming through, at least knock off the ones that are exclusive rights, you know, Marcus Allen and hooks and skipper uh, are going to return next year. We got some restricted free agents in danger field and banner. Um, so those guys will still be back. Obviously people still want to scream for banner. Every time he steps on the field, uh, he might even work his way up to a bigger role. We'll see, but heck of a year for that guy, but he is a stealer. Uh, and then you've got uh, also uh, Darbo is restricted um LT uh, Walton is restricted and Mike Hilton is again restricted uh as well as Matt Feeler. So those guys will be back on the team unrestricted wise. You got Medicavic. He was a special teams player, good depth at um inside linebacker, but he's a very 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 good special teams player and and a, and a lot of talk for being uh put in the Pro Bowl for his special teams play this year. I believe he led the fan voting in special teams um for for special teams player this year. So we'll see if he makes it. <clears throat> but Steelers should try to re-sign him. Uh Canada is a free agent, long snapper, perfect record getting the ball to the person that needs to get the ball. So I'd sign that guy. That's a really important position. Like we said, Vanette's up. Uh Hargrave is up. He'd be a great person to have, but I don't see the Steelers Really retaining him. Um, just so you know, the Steelers are about five million under the cap as we sit today, uh, with the three million dollar rollover from this season, and that's not a whole hell of a lot of money to sign people, um, especially when they've got a lot of people making a lot of money. And we'll get into it here in a little bit, but you know, Hargrave's going to be have to be one of those tough choices where it's just be, be like it's going to be, you know, with only really keeping you on the field for maybe two downs, depending on the style of play of the other team. That nose tackle can be replaced by a cheaper option or a draft pick. Um, But unfortunately he, he was great at getting to the quarterback as well. I mean, he's a diverse player. I I think he's going to get make good money on the free agent market might make close to eight to 10 Steelers can't afford that. Honestly can't. Uh, Sean Davis is a free agent. I think his time is run. I think he's gone. Um, I don't think they make him an offer, but they may. Um, if they do i'd i'd love to have him back on the team i think he's athletic i think he's, he'd be better uh backing up minka than you know danger field or or uh uh cam uh cameron so uh uh cam kelly so he's definitely a better option in in that respect but he'd have to be a cheap option and right now honestly i think he thinks he's more worth more than being a cheap option i think he thinks he's worth more than being a two million a year backup uh safety i think he thinks he's a starting safety and and with his abilities he should be a starting safety somewhere in this league but Dupree is going to be the big one he's uh, <laughs> he's going to be well sought after on the free agent market he's got double digit sacks he was excellent against the run this season honestly i'd love to find a way to keep him because that defense really hums with him uh but i don't see how the steelers can really sign him to a multi year deal maybe they do Uh, Maybe they try to use him as a uh, transition tag or as a as a uh, or try to tag him as a as a as a franchise tag as well. Um, That might be an option um, because he's going to be he's going to be well sought after. I think you'd have to franchise tag him. And and that tag value is going to be a lot still, too. So probably can't even afford to franchise tag him. It'd have to be a long term contract (laughs) just to make the first year not so hard. But. Honestly, from everybody I'm looking at, he'd probably be the best person to have to return. Uh, Artie Burns is a free agent. Unless he's coming back cheap, I don't sign him. Shazier, Steelers are find a way to have him back on the roster doing something if he's still working his way back. Um, that, plus, he's not costing the Steelers much anyway. Um, B.J. Finney, that's a tough decision there too because he's looking at starter money. And uh, I don't know if the Steelers are going to say, okay, he's going to be our replacement for... Foster, I'm 100% for that move. Uh, I think it's Foster's turn to to go into the to leave in free agency. He's run his course. Steelers really can't afford to pay everybody on that offensive line. It's time to give Finney a chance. He's going to be a lot cheaper than Foster. And, you know, give, give him a chance to sign some other people if they have to redo some contracts. And the last person to talk about would be Vance McDonald. Steelers honestly don't have a tight end on the roster for next year except for Gentry. Um, One person I have not forgotten about is Christian Scott Williamson, the big international tight end. That was the converted rugby player Um, six foot eight huge Uh, Steelers were looking like they were going to make, give him a chance to make the roster this year. Um, He ended up getting hurt in the second preseason game. Uh, Raider ended up getting the touchdown pass right after that, that which would have been targeted to Scott Williamson, but, all the talk in preseason last year, he was really hitting the sled hard and well. And I know he injured his groin early in the season, but he was able to be kept on the practice squad the entire year because of the the exemption on the practice squad being an international player. Um, It'll be really interesting to see if they really move him up because he's got all the athletic ability to be a good tight end. And if he has it all together, as well as his blocking for this season, that might be a reason why the Steelers aren't as upset about free agency or aren't, aren't as upset about retaining Vance McDonald or Vanette. But we'll see what they decide to do in that respect. Personally, I'm pulling for CSW to have a big year if he can make the team. Uh, he was always one of those players that were under the radar that they've been developing that I think would just be awesome if they could get him in and working. Uh, have this English player developed internationally and from an from international talent pool. Uh, to help make the NFL better. So that would be nice to see. So the season's over. The playoffs are set. Ravens and the Chiefs are the one and two seeds in the AFC. Niners and Packers are the one and two seeds in the NFC. Neither of them will be playing this upcoming weekend because we've got the Patriots who lost to Miami. They have to play the Titans. And that'll be an interesting coaching ma- matchup since... The former player for the Titans is now the coach, and it'll be interesting to see how they match up against the Patriots and probably don't have to worry about signal stealing because they know all that crap. They know how to avoid that. Bills are playing the Texans as well. That should be a tough game. Um, Vikings and Saints will be the one of the NFC matchups, and uh, the, which will be very difficult for the Vikings to win in New Orleans. Uh, that's a tough matchup for them. Um, but the Seahawks are playing the Eagles the Seahawks are the better team they have an 11 and five record against the nine and seven Eagles because hey somebody's got to win the NFC East <laughs> and it ended up being the nine and seven Eagles to uh, edge out the Dallas Cowboys this year. How about them Cowboys? They're sitting at home just like the Steelers unfortunately and that's it for the season guys. Um, we'll come back in a few weeks and start discussing how the playoffs are coming along free agency draft and other things coming up. So don't fear the SteelerNation.com podcast never dies. It only fades away for a couple weeks and then comes back. So thanks a lot, Steeler Nation. Thanks for making this a great season. Looking forward to 2020 talk and looking forward to seeing you on the other side. And have a happy new year, Steeler fans. I'm your host, G Striker, with your SteelerNation.com podcast sponsored by Stony Brewing. Reach out to us at SteelerNation.com for our football forum. Tweet us at SteelerNation or Instagram at, a steal, at SteelerNation.com. But I am your host, G. Stryker, rooting along with you as always. Win or lose or no game to see. Go Steelers!